This is The Internship Show, where we interview heads of internship programs from the top companies in the world to learn more about what it means to be an intern for them and how to get hired. I'm Parker Pell, and on today's show, we speak with Jenna Ziff from Intern Hustle. She created The Intern Hustle to help students navigate the internship world and successfully launch a career after they graduate. From building a student's personal brand to giving them the initiative muscle to land an internship, she is fluent in helping students along the tricky internship search process. Jenna, thanks for taking the time today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I love what you guys are doing at Scholars. Thanks. So from your personal story, you were graduating in 2008, relatable so much of the times right now. Could you share your story of graduating then and really is kind of how it's led you to start the intern hustle? So as you said, I graduated in 2008. I was a graduate of Ohio State. Go Buckeyes. And You know, it was. It's very similar to what a lot of college graduates are experiencing now. It was the last time our economy had seen such a big, big downturn. And students were graduating and finding themselves without a job or without much prospect of a job. And I had a very different experience. So very different than a lot of my peers at the time. I actually graduated with a job lined up out of college that I had secured three months before I even graduated. And It was a job to move myself all the way from the Midwest to the San Francisco Bay Area. And the reason I can say this, because my boss who hired me told me the reason that I was hired was because of all the internship experience I had. He loved the combination of experience I had, how I was very proactive in college. And I think he also knew, you know, I was gaining experience still, like I was obviously still just a recent college graduate. But because I was so proactive in college, he knew that I would do the same for his business and that he could also probably get me at a little bit of a lower price point than someone else, right? So it worked out for both of us. And I think the important lesson I learned there in having that job lined up for myself before you know, I even graduated and my peers very much experiencing a different you know, thing, maybe moving back home with mom and dad and still trying to go and search for that first opportunity is that while you can't control the job market, you can control your future. And, you know, even after that first job, I went on to work for a few different companies and, you know, had a pretty successful corporate career. And in all of those positions, I would often find myself hiring people, you know, as a hiring manager for different roles at the company that I was at. And I'd sit down across from someone who graduated the same time I did. Uh, You know, and I could see that obviously off their resume in their graduation year. They, however, didn't necessarily know when I graduated, but I think a lot of times assumed because of, you know, a director role that I had or whatever it was that I was probably uh, at a different age than them and further along in my career for that reason. And a lot of times I found that they would start to volunteer. I didn't even ask or put this question out there in the interview, but they would start to feel the need to explain themselves and why they had a gap on their resume in the beginning. And, it, you know, explained to me that they graduated in 2008 and the economy was a certain way and all of those things. And so it kind of brought that lesson that I learned back where, again, you can't control the job market, but you can control your future if you take the right actions. And for me, I think that's experience and getting internships early and often in college. And so it led me to really, you know, once I kind of had my good run in the corporate world and want to try something on my own, I was like, this is a great opportunity for me to really be able to coach college students on those lessons and kind of practice what I preach. And get them you know, up to speed on why it's important to get experience early and often and the importance of taking that internship experience forward and as a catalyst for them so that they're hopefully in the best position possible by the time they graduate in order to launch. 
And can you recall any sentiments of your peers that may have not been as fortunate enough as you that were graduating then and didn't have a job lined up? And if they were trying to do internships or gain a new skill like computer science or anything like that in the process? Because I'm assuming that's something that they would need to be able to do so they didn't have that gap in their resume. You know, I think a lot of it was fear, right? There's just this fear of the unknown and not knowing how you're going to get the experience you need. And I think, I mean, even more so students now, you know, we're experiencing the same thing with COVID, as you said, now even better positions than my peers were back in 2008. There's so much more online learning opportunity than there was even in 2008. And there's so many more ways that students can get involved um, with companies through volunteer experience and other ways too, just to kind of get their foot in the door but I would say that a lot of times I would find my peers just trying to, they got to a point where they were trying to just get whatever job they could get. And they didn't feel good about that, but it was also just what they felt they needed to do. And so I think, you know, again, it goes back to being able to put yourself in the best position to step into the role that you believe you deserve and want by having that experience to back it up. But Yes, to your point, there were opportunities to do some online learning. There, you know, some of them were trying to get internships even after graduating. So that was like another big thing is just trying to get, you know, land land a part-time job doing something to make some money, but also get an internship on the side if employers were willing to bring you on as an unpaid intern for a while just so that you could get that experience you needed. So there was a mix of that. But I think just overall, just the fear of the unknown is a lot of what my peers maybe experienced in you know, compare, and this doesn't speak for everyone, obviously, but, you know, just talking to friends and people that I've met through, throughout my professional life since who also graduated at the same time. Yes, it doesn't mean that you're not going to work your way back up and you're going to be in a good position. I think that's the beauty of all this is that we all evolve and we find our paths, but, you know, it does impact your initial career trajectory, which can make a big difference down the line. And you took action early and you took it often, which put you in this position, obviously, to be so successful in 2008. What advice would you give the kind of students as to the importance of why they need to take control of their future and really get in and take the bull by the horns and take the action early? Good question. I, I'll illustrate this in two different ways for you. So I think the first one is think about even when you were back in high school, working on your college applications, right? And a lot of times, I think students find themselves junior, senior year, filling out college applications, and all of a sudden realizing, shoot, like, I don't have nearly as much extracurricular or volunteer experience as I would have liked to have as, you know, to be able to present myself as the best candidate to get into these colleges. And you find that at that point, it's like, okay, yeah, you can still try to add some, but it's almost too late because you need to get these applications in and submit it. Think about that in the same way as your job applications, you know, coming out of college and your resume and building up your resume. I think if you wait until your junior year to start thinking about internships, and a lot of times that's too late to really have the relevant experience on your resume and to be able to put your best foot forward in job applications. And if you can think of it in the same way that you think about how those college applications were, I think it's, it's really relatable and it helps paint the picture on why it's so important to start early. And I, I tell students all the time, like start freshman year. I had my first internship the summer between my freshman and sophomore year of college. And I ended up doing one every summer thereafter. And that's really how I built upon my experience. And the beautiful thing now is that it's not just summer. You can do internships any time of the year. We're seeing a lot of virtual internship opportunities that have come out, you know, as a part of COVID, which I think is a pretty cool silver lining because it just gives people even more opportunities. And so 
you know, taking that action early, getting started, you know, your freshman year, you don't even necessarily need to be doing what your internship is doing your freshman year, you know, when you graduate, but it's that initial step in taking action. And then the other way I kind of like to talk about, we, I mentioned career trajectory earlier. And, you know, there's a study that Gallup did, does every year, it's the Gallup alumni survey, and it, it polls thousands of graduates from college on their experience post-grad and in the workforce. And there's a stat that says that people who take even a few months to find that first job out of college, they, they earn like significantly and negatively less than their peers who have a job waiting for them when they graduate. So talking about that trajectory. And on top of that, the ones that had internships in college are two times more likely to have a job waiting for them when they graduate. So that's just to show that internship experience is so important because it impacts ultimately your earnings down the line. And I think, you know, a lot of times people go to college because they want to get a good job, right? That's the point for a lot of people of going to college is get a degree, get some experience, you know, some proper education and get a nice job. But if you're taking a longer time to find that opportunity, it can negatively impact your earnings. And, you know, I think what I said before too, a lot of times people will take a position where they might be overqualified, but they're just trying to get their foot in the door somewhere and get started. And it, the same survey says that people who are underemployed, you know, start their career underemployed, often are still underemployed a decade later. And so that's, you know, they've been, they've been polling students for years now on these same, these same statistics to just really figure it out. And it, it does, it shows in the numbers that if you can get your foot in the door early and with a job, that makes a huge difference. And I'm not saying money is everything. That's not, you know, the root of all happiness. I'm the first to admit that. But a lot of students are graduating with thousands of dollars in debt. And so if you can start yourself off financially on a better foot because you got in the door early and you set yourself up well, that makes a huge difference. It's pretty material when it comes to paying down your debt and really, you know, being able to thrive in other areas. So I think those two reasons, you know, really help highlight why it's important to do both early and often when it comes to getting experience. And I think that students also toggle with, should I intern with a smaller company or should I intern with a larger Fortune 500 just for the brand? What would your kind of opinion be on what, who should the student inter or internship with? Should it be a larger company or smaller company? Or does it even matter? Is it just about the experience? Yeah, so I think there's, Pros and cons to both, large and small, right? I personally, I would argue my internships were all relatively small companies. Uh, you know, even the Chicago Bulls, which is one of the internships I had in college, still functions as a small company, at least in the, the utility that I was used, which was in the strength and conditioning department. So um, in comparison, my brother, for example, went to work for uh, EY, you know, an accounting intern. And that was a huge corporation and it had a very formal internship program. And we both learned really great things and got great experience. So I don't think one's better than the other. I think the biggest thing when it comes to trying to find the right experience for you is getting in front of people and having conversations. And so you students have probably heard informational interviews before. I don't think that's anything new, but the importance of informational interviews in really having as many of those as you can in college to get in front of people and just start to learn what's out there. Because you might be only aware of these big company opportunities and then have a conversation with someone that completely opens your eyes to something that like sounds right up your alley that you would have never even thought of. Right. So 
yes, you can apply online to all these internships. You know, there's LinkedIn, there's job boards, every company has a careers page. And I, I think you should, you should still apply online. I mean, get as many at bats as you can. It's a numbers game, but I think you should also think outside of the box and have those conversations with people to really learn what else is out there. And maybe it's not even the company that the person you're having a conversation with is at, but maybe they worked at a company 10 years ago and they're like, you would be perfect for this. And here's why, like just getting to have that exchange of information. And I think one of the things, and I'll say this, um, before, you know, I get a lot of pushback sometimes from students on informational interviews. They're like, I don't know anybody. My dad's not some big executive that is super connected that can introduce me to his friends so I can go have an informational interview, right? Fair. Those people obviously have connections right off the bat. However, it's not just about having a parent that's really super connected in the workforce to be able to have these conversations. There's alumni from your school that you can easily find on LinkedIn. Everyone loves to help a college student. They remember what it was like to be in your shoes and alumni really love to give back to their own university. And then I, perfect example, my first internship came from an informational interview that I had because I took my brother, who was in high school at the time, to his practice. So it was a sports performance facility. He was training. And at the time, I wanted to train professional athletes for a living. So that was the kind of career trajectory I was looking to, to go for. So I figured, I'm going to drop my brother off at practice and just kind of watch and observe and then I'm going to introduce myself to the director of this facility afterwards, right? So my younger brother, right? It wasn't a parent who was a big executive, but I thought outside of the box and I drove him to his practice and I introduced myself afterwards. And I asked if I could come shadow him and just learn from him for a day. And he said, yes. And that led to my first internship. And so I think the ability to just kind of, again, big or small, be able to think outside of the box in terms of what experience might be the best fit for you and kind of finding your way in the door that way. Students can use informational interviews, obviously, we're just having conversations with people. And for some students, there may be some fear or uncomfortability. Why should a student be okay with being a little bit uncomfortable when they're trying to secure an internship? Because it is for most students, like you said, a new journey in their life as they are really setting up their career path trajectory. Yeah, so, and I, I think this really comes down to understanding your why which is a hard thing for students. And I totally get that because you're, you're kind of still in that figuring it out phase, right? And, but it does make all the difference because I think when you're having a conversation with someone and you're sitting across the table from them in an informational interview, your ability to differentiate yourself is really what's going to help you stand out for opportunities. And a big way you can do that is by one, adding value to that person, right? How can you add value to them as well? But two, really knowing your why. And knowing your why comes down to your personal brand, uh, which is something that's going to evolve as you do. But if you think about personal brand in just like the basic sense, it's presenting yourself for what you want to be known for, right? So that's how do you package up your skills and your style? Maybe, maybe you're kind of a funny, sarcastic person. Like, you know, like obviously there's all different components to what style is. Um, but skills, style, and fun facts, like you're human, it's being authentically you. And so how do you present yourself for what you want to be known for? And I think it's a big exercise in self-awareness, right? And a big part of that is being able to overcome the fear of what other people think of you. So to answer your question, how do they overcome that fear of reaching out or not knowing enough? It's, 
you know what, like most people aren't thinking about all the stuff that you're thinking about in your own head. And a big part of getting comfortable with your brand is about really getting over the fear of what are other people going to think and just being as authentic, authentically yourself as you can be. And you overcome fear by taking action. So that's going to be by having those informational interviews. And the more of those you have, you can probably picture it. You're going to get more comfortable with it. It's by taking action and getting internships. The more experience you gain, the more you're going to develop what you're good and what your strengths are. And that's going to help position your brand even better because you're going to become more clear on what you're good at. And when you're more clear on what you're good at, you start doing better at it. You're performing better at it. And then other people start to recognize you for that as well, because that's the vibe you're putting out in the world, right? Like I, I honestly, one of the things that I, I said a lot in my corporate career because I wanted to be on stage more presenting at company events is that I love public speaking. And was that always the case? No, but did I want to be good at it? Yes. And so I just, I started putting that message in my own head. I started telling my CEO that like, I love presenting. I would love to get on stage and present. And it, I started to become that person for the company that got to do those big presentations And I got better at public speaking and it became something that I definitely was known for. And so I think it's just about coming up with what that is, getting more clear, taking the actions. And those actions don't always have to be internships, right? But actions that align to the brand that you want. So for example, in my life early on, I thought I wanted to train professional athletes for a living in college. I wanted to be a strength conditioning coach. So actually in high school, I started off by getting a job as a fitness floor trainer at a local facility. And I knew that that relevant experience would help when I was trying to get my foot in the door for internships. It would also help when I was trying to apply for the major I wanted, which was exercise science or some schools call it kinesiology as well. I also did internships that were related to all of that, that, you know, opened one door after the next. I got my certification to coach the Olympic lifts so that I could add that to my resume. And I was able to coach athletes on Olympic weightlifting and even the silly stuff. This sounds silly, but like part of my brand was also making people known that like, okay, if I wanted to train athletes and I thought that I was going to be telling them what to do in the weight room, I better be good in the weight room too. So I was an athlete at Ohio state. So I had to train with the strength conditioning coaches there. And we had a program called Buckeye power club. And that was a quarterly thing where the top person on every team got named a Buckeye Power Club because they were the best in the weight room, you know, for X, Y, Z reasons. You better believe I busted my butt so that I got Buckeye Power Club because that was part of the brand that I wanted to present, right? This is what I wanted to do professionally. So I think all of those things are important. It's just taking actions that are aligned to how you want to present yourself. And, you know, like I said at the beginning, it, it, it evolves as you go. It's, I am not doing anything related to training athletes today. And I still feel that I can present my brand in a confident way, in a clear way to people at what it is today. And it's because you pivot and you learn things about yourself as you go. And it's your ability to connect the dots on what your strengths are throughout all of those things. And that's, that continues to kind of evolve with you and become your brand. And knowing that helps you get over any fear in having the conversations with people and presenting yourself to people. 
and students can't lose the fact that their brand is authentic and it is who they are. They don't have to transform their brand to a company that they're with. And one way to figure out if their brand is, is meshing with the people at the company is through an internship, obviously, and that they need to build a brand to what they want to represent and not to what they think an employer wants to see out of them is, I think, really key for students, especially that are trying to navigate this internship search process altogether and be their best person. Yeah, that's totally correct. And that's what internships are for. You're not meant to know everything going in. You're there to learn and develop yourself. So having that mindset going in is key. And like you said, Buckeye Power Club, you were goal setting. And that's something <laughs> that's something that students need to ensure and, and still is goal setting beyond just your academics or your grades of getting good grades in school. It's what are you going to do goal setting wise professionally? How are you going to grow your network? What are you going to do? And so how can students kind of really make the most of their internship experience when they have secured an internship, they're at a company and trying to stand out and really learn and grow? Great question. And something that I say all the time at the intern hustle is take control of your future one internship at a time. And it's the take control of your future part that is so important there because I think a lot of students, they get the internship because they feel like they need the internship. They check the box and they call it done, right? Got the internship. Great. I can put that on my resume. I'm good. For me, though, it's not just about getting the internship and calling it done. It's about what do you do with that experience to use it as a catalyst for your future success and to open the right doors for yourself. And I think the only true way to be able to, to kind of track that and do that effectively is by setting goals. And you should have a number of different goals. I think when you walk into an organization as an intern, you know, you should definitely sit down with your manager or your supervisor and have those conversations about, you know, what they expect from you and make sure that you guys are on the same page and that there are certain projects or deliverables that you're supposed to hit with them, that you're having those conversations and that you incorporate that into your goals as well, because you do want to be able to add value to this company. I mean, if you're sitting in an interview down the line for a job, one of the things that's going to be most attractive to an employer is how you added value to the companies that you interned with, right? Great that you gained a skill, but like being able to tangibly show how you added value is key. So definitely get aligned with them on projects and deliverables that you can meet for the company. And then for goals for yourself, being able to set things about, you know, we talked about it, skills for your resume, uh, personal brand, like we just talked about, you can definitely set goals around how you can, you know, take action to develop your personal brand more. And then really building your network. I think those things are key. One of the things, the best things to come out of an internship is having built a network. And so you can find a lot of students start an internship, they get heads down on an assignment or maybe even a lack thereof assignment and they're twiddling their thumbs all day. And six to eight weeks go by and they're like, what do I really have to show for it? But if you can actually sit down and write goals, like I want to really connect with 30 people at this company before I leave this internship, that's three to four people a week over an eight week internship. That's doable. That's, you can develop meaningful connections with people, you know, three to four a week, even virtually, because you can do little virtual coffee chats with people. Um, there's, you know, adding skills to your resume. Like I said, public speaking, maybe someone really wants to develop that skill. Well, ask if you can present at the company all hands meeting, set a goal around that and really getting comfortable in front of a crowd at the company. And then when it comes to your personal brand, maybe it's you want to become a thought leader in this specific industry. And that's something that you want people to see you on LinkedIn, you know, posting about this industry. Well, see if you can write articles for the company blog 
and put your writing skills to the test, but also then take that and share it out on your LinkedIn network. That's putting yourself out there. And it's using that experience from your internship to really build your brand because that's going to live then, you know, with your LinkedIn network as people know that you put this idea out into the world and that's something that you can take forward. And so I think goals are so important because without them, like I said, you could go six to eight weeks and just be like, what did I actually do? And you want to be able to use the experience to take control of your future. So that's, that's what I would say about goals. I think that is the best way to make sure that you're getting the experience and track them and make sure that you're revisiting them on a regular basis with your manager as well. It's so important to take action early and often as a college student, maybe even a high school senior and building your brand is something that students can start at some point. You need to start early and set those goals. And Jenna, we've learned so much today. Is there any other closing remarks or anything that you would want to leave listeners with just in general about the internship space and, and navigating it? Yeah, I would say... I think if you can think about internships as, you know, like the true purpose of an internship really is to maximize the return on your education by adding professional experience that helps you advance, right? And just go back to thinking about three key things. If you're going into an internship, if you're applying for an internship, like three things that you really want to focus on getting out of an internship. One, a network, really building that network and and starting to make those relationships for the long term and, and learning the importance of staying in touch with those people. I think talked about it already, but learning what you don't like is more important in my mind than learning what you do because that, I mean, for me personally, that allowed me to pivot early on so that I was actually on the right path before I even graduated where sometimes people don't learn that until they're already into their first job and then they're kind of stuck in that first job for a little bit. So I think learning what you don't like. And then the third thing, soft skills. If there is anything you know, that a college student can truly take away from an internship. It's really like learning things like communication and problem solving and leadership, things that you're not going to learn from a textbook in school and that you're going to learn in more of a practical environment like an internship. So those three things, uh, you know, focus on, you know, building the network, the soft skills and learning what you don't like at an internship and you'll be in pretty good shape. Jenna, we appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks again to Jenna from Intern Hustle for sharing why students need to build their personal brand, what led her to start the Intern Hustle, and how to set and achieve goals as a college student. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd love for you to give us a rating or review about the show. To listen to all of our shows and get updates on future ones, check out our website, theinternshipshow.com. This episode is brought to you by Scholars. Scholars matches college students and employers for internships and entry-level jobs based on skills, experiences, and interests. Stay tuned for another great episode of The Internship Show, and we will see you all next time.